uh, Sister Roxana, sorry for the technical Brother difficulties, Jacob. but um, I Hello. was, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested, you know, um, it was Kathy that I was talking to and she said that you've been a member of the Cocoa Growers Union for, um, for about 30 years. Can you tell us what it was like um, when you first joined and, and, you know, kind of what was happening uh, during that time? Yo. I've been the director of this union since I was very young. I'm 53 years old and this has been an organization of only women and they've been doing it for almost 20 years. During this time, there was a lot of machismo. We couldn't organize very well as women because the men took all the power and the women had less power. Afterwards, we as women organized and we took the power. Now we're cultivators of coca. Now we're directed by women. We're on an equal level with men. Before they thought we should be cooking in the house or doing the chores or taking care of the children. But we as women work together with the men growing the coca leaves. We also work in the organization. They take us into account half and half. Before it was different. They didn't take us into account. Now we as women were really organized. Before we as women weren't organized. We were suffering, but we have been able to organize ourselves as women. That's really amazing. What was it like to... Um... What was it like to kind of fight against some of that uh, um, machismo as uh, as women in the coca growers union and and around what time period are you talking about that that this transition happened from kind of a male dominated organization to um, an organization that uh, that represents women and takes women into account as well It was 1989 or nineteen eighty eight at that time, it was only the men participating in the organization. The women were at home, but we had rights and we had a voice, and sometimes the women say our opinions more than the men. We make better decisions than the men. We also give suggestions, and that's why we fought as women to organize and to keep organizing. Now equally, we get positions of power. They said the women should be at home and they should take care of home. And then in the union, they said, when you come, you should be cooking for us. There is a house for the union, and they said the women should be cleaning it. They said the, only the men should be able to participate. There was a lot of machismo. The women also wanted to express our opinions. They said, what do the women know? But sometimes the women do better than men. It's not to humiliate the men or discriminate. Are the women making the same per, I don't, I assume they, uh, they are paid per kilo or something like that. Are they, are they equal to the men on the pay as well? Sí, sí. Es lo mismo. Las mujeres el 50%, los hombres el 50%. Yes, yes, we get paid the same. 50% for the women and 50% for the men. When we mobilize here in Cochabamba, it has taken a lot of effort to grow the coca leaves in a way that is recognized in the Constitution. When women and men have participated in marches and mobilization, we have been at the front. We haven't been afraid to get the coca leaves that we've gotten. We only cultivate the coca leaves, nothing else. So, um, 
you know, speaking of the the marches and the demonstrations, there's been a lot of Hola. um there's been a lot of uh political upheaval um in Bolivia recently uh around the um you know around the uh around the coup last year. How has no, the, recientemente, um, desde años pasados, desde hace más de not only recently, since years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, there were always confrontations. They told us to remove the coca leaves and then they would give us things in return, small things. It was not enough to cover our economic needs at home. If we can't make ends meet, we suffer more because we have to feed our families. We have to send our children to study. We didn't get enough compensation. They were trying to compensate us only halfway. So what uh, what was it like being a uh, what was it like being a coca grower under the under the Morales government from from 2005 to 2019? You mentioned that um, you know I said something about uh, recently demonstrations uh, and marches, and you said um, you said not only recently. So. Um, so, you know, what, what, was there a lot of conflict even under the Morales government? It was prior to Morales being president. During the 14 years he was president, we didn't have any conflict. We as women grew more powerful. They showed us we are valued, that we are respected. That was during 10 years of his government. There was no machismo. It was getting easier. But this last year, under the new government, it was more difficult. But thank God, and thanks to the fight we fought, we came back to socialism, and I think we're going to be fine again. What what kind of efforts did the Coca Growers Union um, put up uh, in response to the coup um, against the Morales government? Last year, when we had the coup, we were very afraid and we didn't know what to do because they surprised us. We've had many coup d'etats in the past. We have to mobilize. We have to block the roads, but then they kill us and they militarize and we keep fighting. We ask for elections now so we can have a government that has legal elections. That government supposedly was temporary. It was only supposed to stay for three months, but then they stayed for a year. Right. So, um, so how do you feel about the new, um, the new government of uh, President Luis Arce? Now I feel happy. I hope we can have a lot of tranquility. Because that government comes from the humble class, the middle class. And it's a socialist government because we as poor people deserve to be well treated. We have no money. We eat what we produce. The coca leaf is not a drug. It is not cocaine. The coca leaf works as natural medicine. It tames hunger, sadness, maybe worries. It's a very important source for us. We also work with yucca, rice, bananas. We cultivate citrus. We also have people working in the fisheries. We all live on those products. And also pineapple. We also have bees and gather honey. We live on those things. You mentioned a couple of times that uh, that the government of uh, President Morales and the in, uh, the new president Luis Arce is a socialist government, and socialism is 
is definitely kind of a scare word here in the United States and here in definitely here in Alabama where we're from. Um, what does you know? What does socialism mean to uh, uh, to you as a um, you know as somebody uh, in Bolivia? Uh, you know, because uh, another thing, another reason that it's a scare word here in the United States is that um, you know we people like point to Venezuela <laughs> or Cuba or something like that um, and say, you know, we don't want to be like those countries, but just could, could you tell us, uh, you know, what, so, what does socialism mean to you and what has it meant for the people of Bolivia? Here for the poor people, for humble people, for the people who live only off of their jobs. We don't have much money, and a socialist president helps the people like us. It helps us here in Cochabamba to work. We all have to work to eat. We all have to work because here we have responsibilities. We cannot live off the work of others, and I like that because if not, we would have people taking advantage of the situation or taking advantage of other people's jobs. Everybody has to work because if not, what can I do? What do I have to live on? I need my seeds. I need my elements for the fisheries. We are not afraid of socialism. We do not have guns. It's only the organization. To be together as an organization and work together. That's what I would say in big strokes is what socialism is. To live a good life all together. The children go to school, have education, health care, Poor people, older people, have free insurance. It's for people who do not have the resources. Low income are people who cannot work any longer. I think socialism is to have the opportunity be provided for when you cannot do more. I think socialism is to have the opportunity to be provided for when you do not. I think socialism is to have the opportunity to be provided for when you cannot do more. What role do you feel like the uh, the Coca Growers Union and uh, the labor movement more broadly had in implementing a lot of those changes that you were talking about, like the implementation of uh, public education, of uh, health insurance, uh, things like that for uh, the rural and, and poor people and working people in Bolivia? In the tropics and in all of Bolivia, we do a census for the state where we're counted in the census on a national level. All of us, the growers and everything, we're a national union. We can't plant a little bit of coca. The people come and check and take it away. We have limited the amount of coca we can grow. There are limits now, not like in the 90s. It has been nationalized. It's so we can have education or health care, the basic needs that we have here. Thanks to President Morales, we also have access and electricity. The most important, drinkable water. Places where there wasn't electricity before, now there is. You can have a cell phone. Before, we didn't have electricity. We didn't have cell phones. The technology has grown, and now Evo Morales has worked as the president. Not just for the poor people, but for everyone. That's what socialism is. 
We value him and care about him. He has given his whole life for Bolivia. You know, you you mentioned um, you mentioned kind of uh, uh, caring for each other, and and that's that's a big part of what socialism means to you. And I, I had told you previously that socialism is really seen as kind of a it, it's a it's a big scare word here in the United States. And another another kind of scare word, um, though it's definitely not as it's not as scary quote unquote to uh uh to folks here in the states is uh unions and and unionism uh people have gotten this idea that that unions are these like you know kind of uh corrupt organizations and they don't actually help workers uh can you you know what has what has it meant to you to be a part of a union a part of an organization that that fights for its members and its workers and, and, um, and, and having that representation. What has, it, what has it meant to you to be a part of the labor movement in Bolivia? Here we more than anything in Bolivia. In 1954, unions were formed. We've had these organizations since 1954. That's when they were born. Before, it was only the men involved with the unions. They made decisions. They decided that they wanted roads or they wanted electricity or whatever. The priority was the roads. If you produce, you can't sell if there are not roads. You can't fly. So that's why they formed unionism. And here in the tropics, it's been colonized. And I've participated for 20 years in unionism. And I've learned to make decisions. And the unions have affiliates. We have 100 affiliates and they have their representatives. And the representatives have to go and say what's missing in the union. What are our priorities? What is missing? Is it education? Or do we need drinkable water? Or do we need electricity? Also producing the coca. Where are we going to sell it? Where are we going to take it to market? We're obligated to take it to the market to take care of our families. That's what unionism is. If there's a movement, we also work together. That's how this works. And every year the union represents and every year the union representatives change. You work a year. The union itself changes the person. It's in the central organization, it's two years. And in the executive positions, it's two years that you work. And then it's changed and in the executive positions, it's two years that you work, and then it's changed through Congresses. What is missing? What do we need? Who do we need to ask for it? That's how it is. So when the people change, the representatives, are those democratically elected from the, the uh, workers? Sí, sí, hermana, sí. Yes, yes. We already know that we should all serve. We should all learn about unionism. Like 10 people work one year. Like being the director or the person that is in charge of the money. Somebody who works on education. Every year, 10 people. And then it's another year, another 10 people. We all learn about it. We learn to work and to serve, to represent the union. And so what is your position in the union currently? I, as a woman, have a lot of experience with so many years that I've worked. I've been the Secretary of Women. We talked about the Women's League when there was a lot of machismo. That's changed and it's not called the limit. 
That's changed, and it's not called the Women's League. Now it's called the Secretary of Women. And then I was in the Federation. From the Federation, I was the legal secretary who changed documents that would then be approved. We have a book that's sacred. Everything that's talked about in the union is put in there, and then it's approved. Then we talk about it in the next session. So all of the decisions are made. And I've worked in the union, and I've worked in the municipality. I've been in charge of the administration for a, a business. When Usai was here, they helped us with heavy machinery. I also worked with administration there. As a woman, I've represented my sisters. We rest. One person can't do it all the time. Everybody has to learn how to do it because one person gets old and then others have to also help, you know? Uh, Sister oh. Roxana, you mentioned uh, you mentioned in passing earlier something about um, having uh, uh, decolonized the unions. Um, that's uh, that's not really a common concept here um, in the United States. It, it's becoming more um, you know it's becoming more recognized, but still there's a lot of people that don't have much awareness of colonization or decolonization or indigenous people's movements um what what exactly was the pro what, what exactly can you tell us wh what is decolonization and and what was that process like in the coca growers union and in the federations uh more broadly in the union with the new land that hasn't been settled the colonization has come and they've organized a union because before there were dozens of organizations that weren't organized. The colonization came and they formed a group of people. They organized and they prepared their directory. And they made known on a national level what's there and what's colonized. That's colonization. You have more right to ask for what your union asked for. I was just gonna say, it's, it's I'm beginning to hear uh, some differences in the unions in the U.S. Uh, opposed to the unions in Bolivia because in the unions in the U.S. we work for employers uh, but it sounds to me like the unions in Bolivia actually work for themselves and fund their unions with the, with the finances that they make which is a wonderful thing if, they, if that's the case. That's how it is. If you own your product, if you want to work a lot, you work a lot. You sell a lot. No, in the union, we can say we have to give a certain part. You can't give more or less. You have to give the same amount. So when we try, so we try to give a part, like 100 every month. Or maybe you have to give 10 Bolivians. Here we don't work for the businessmen. We work for ourselves, we also produce it ourselves, and we have markets, and we take our market. We work for ourselves, and we also produce it ourselves, and we have markets, and we take our product to sell there. So it is with citrus or bananas or honey. We also take them to markets. That's how it is. The coca is the same. There is a market, and we take it there. You have to tell the union where you've taken it. You have to have proof of what you've taken to the market. We control ourselves. Do you like the life of Bolivia? Do you like what I've said? Or you wouldn't want to live like this? 
I would absolutely love uh, the thought the, the thought of having a union that 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 where all of the workers come together and we have what well, we share one hundred percent of the of the money coming in sounds like a wonderful idea. Yes. And I think the weather is probably much better in Bolivia than it is here. <laughs> See? Yes, we live a tranquil life. We're not working for the big businesses. Before it was like that. The people with the money made poor people work for them. But thank God we've left that life and we live from our work and we don't want to live like that from before. We don't want to go back to that mentality from last year. We've all decided with votes. That's how you all know. That's how it's been seen. The transfer of the election of Arce. So, Sister Roxana, this is, uh, I, I've got one more question. Um, and then uh, yeah. then we'll probably uh, uh, let you go. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you taking your time. Um, uh, the, what I wanted to ask, or, or what, I, what I wanted to tell you was that, you know, so our, our audience is also pretty rural here in Alabama. And... Um, yeah, and and they don't know. You know, in in the United States, it's really easy to um, have tunnel vision to not really know much about the affairs of the rest of the world. Um, and so, you know, if uh, uh, do you have any any closing thoughts that that you would want to give our audience about? Bolivia or about the labor movement that you would want to make sure that um, that you know working people in Alabama heard. Yo quisiera que todos escuchen. Yo quisiera pasar la voz a todos. I would like for everyone to listen, and I would like to spread the word that to work for ourselves is a very happy life. To see your children, to see your children grow up healthy, educated. All the sacrifice. People with money sometimes try to humiliate us poor people. We don't see that in Bolivia almost anymore. I would like to spread the word, and I would like for us to see each other one day. All right. Sister Roxana, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, you know, have a good rest of your, have a good uh, rest of your rest of your evening. Muchas gracias.